Yep, that's right. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, ang family ko is a total of three people now for our immediate family, but we're going to serve the Lord quality instead of quantity. No, happy Father's Day sa lahat ng mga tatay. Raise your hand, wave at me, mga tatay. I want to see it this way. Yeah. Wow, it's great to see fathers in the house today. Alam mo, during Mother's Day, it's easy to invite moms to attend church service on Mother's Day because they know that the sermon will be uplifting and may papasalamat salamat mga nanay you're doing a good job you love and care for us laki ng utang na loob namin sa mga nanay so that is typical usually ganon pagdating sa Father's Day naman hmm ibang challenge kasi alam na mga tatay yung usual na sermon para sa fathers is not the one that's oh you're good you're amazing salamat tatay it's more on you need to do better oh you know take responsibility grabe naman kayo ng mga tatay so parang <laughs> nabi beat down na mga tatay mother's day is oh you're good fathers day is you need to do better but today we're going to do it differently Meron at meron tayong pakakatuon to straight talk to men. I'm going to do that someday. Of course, I want to challenge the men. I want to stretch the men. I want to align the men. But listen, today, I want to honor the fathers. Honor the husbands. Honor the men in the house because this is the time for that. No, So, I'm going to have a two-part. Okay, today is special, dalawang parts ng ating topic. And so, for the first part of the topic, I want to share with you how to treat a man. So, hindi ito para sa mga fathers directly. This is for all of those na may father. Okay, so mga wives, mga daughters, mga children. This is for you. How to treat your father. How to treat a man. And I hope... You don't get shocked because the first point is this. Treat him like a dog. Treat him like a dog. Uh, don't, don't walk out yet. Hindi kong ibig sabihin yung insulting. Hindi kong sinasabing na treat him katuda ng isang askal. Hindi yung askal, hindi yung street dog na madumi, yung sinisipa, yung huy, huy, hindi ganyan ang pagtrato. I'm not talking about that kind of dog. I'm talking about itong dog na nakikita mong lately sa culture natin na ang mga babae na daladala ng shih tzu nila, sosyal na aso, nakadiaper, na nakadamit at dinadala sa mga shopping mall. Nakita mo ba yan sa mga mall? Daladala sa grocery, daladala niyo yung aso nila. And that's the kind of uh, attention, that's the kind of affection na sinasabi ko. Treat a man like you treat a special dog. Alam mo, you, you, the, the, the dog owners would say, my dog is the cutest cre- creature in the world. Kinikispa, sinusuklay. You know, we spend a lot of money for this dog. I, I know some people, talagang special na niniluto. Nagluluto sila para sa aso. Or binibila yung dilata na ang napakamahal. Parang kasing mahal ng pagkain ng tao. And then spend money sa vet. Kasi mayroong si Fido. Anong pangalan ng mga aso sa Pilipinas? Spot, Brownie, Fido. Whitey, ko ano na. And dinadala siya sa veterinarian para sa check-up. Ewan ko kung may dentist vet. And then when you come home, agad-agad binabati mo siya with that tender, sweet voice. Oh, hey, come on, come on, who's a good boy? Binawali-wali. Si tatay, wala. Walang pakialam. Pero dito sa aso doon na attention. And oh, he's a good boy, good boy. Konting tricks lang, talagang nagbibigay ka ng treats. Di ba? Konting obedience lang. Pinak- oh, very good, very good boy. If you treat your man like a dog, tingnan mo kung how he's gonna respond. They treat, you know, because men are wired to receive honor. Special treatment. Now, maaring sasabihin mo, yung 
Yung father ko doesn't deserve that. Eh, anong deserve ng aso mo? Di ba? Hindi naman din deserve ng aso yung ganun, front seat sa SUV, special damit na tailored for his, you know. Of course, it's undeserved. So write this down. If you give a man special, undeserved attention, he will often rise to the level of the honor you pour on him. Parang ito yung father. Ito yung lalaki. Okay? Now, men are like this cork. It's a wine cork. Now, what if... What if I put this in there? This is our house. Sometimes he feels like he's at the bottom of the priority. The man needs to feel... If a woman needs security, a man needs significance. Am I somebody here? Am I special here? Do they look at me with, you know, honor? Kaya pala, ang mga lalaki, mahilig pumunta sa basketball court. Kasi pag nag-shoot, lahat ng mga tao doon, Oh, good shot! Palagpakan. It's not about basketball. It's because he got the compliments. Good shot. Two thumbs up. Kaya mga lalaki mahilig doon sa video key bar. Bakit siya lagi sa video key bar? It's not about the alcohol. It's not about the singing. It's because yung praise after the video. Diba? Umawit siya ng my way. Tapos biglang Perfect! 100 per yung score niya. 90, puro kahit pangit yung boses niya. Nakaroon 90 up to 100. You're amazing! You're the best! That's what he's after. God wired a man to want significance, to be praised. And, you know, if you put him down, he will stay down. But if you give him undeserved special attention like, like a dog, a sweet dog that you love, he will often rise to the level of the praise, the compliments that you pour onto him. Oh, you did good. You cleaned your own socks. You, you, you washed the dishes. You're amazing. Inayos mo yung doorknob. You can fix anything. You're a champion, Dad. Amazing. You're so strong. What's happening to him? He's rising up. Oh, honey, you are so handsome. Sometimes you need to just think. See that? Oh, you're amazing. You're so good. I'm so glad you're my dad. I'm so thankful I married you. What happens? He raised up. He starts getting better. I have no skills pagdating sa carpentry, plumbing, yung mga ganon. Hindi ko talagang, hindi ko linya yung mga ganyan. But there was a time na mayroon akong ginagawa sa ilalim ng sink kasi tumutulo yung kitchen sink namin. And when Bambi saw me, she's just like, Go, 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 honey! You can do it! You're amazing! You can fix anything! Pero actually, alanganan ako. Wala akong confidence doon. I feel like I'm gonna make it worse. But once she started telling me, You can do it. I believe in you. Alam mo, inayos ko din. There's a miracle that happens with your father, with your husband, when you pour on belief. When you pour on belief to Him. And not only does it do a miracle sa kanyang buhay, it gives a blessing to you. Maaring sasabihin ni Mrs. hindi naman ako mabola. Hindi. Look at the one. It's so important. God said it's one of the ten commandments. Exodus 20.12, honor. Igalang mo ang tatay mo at nanay mo para ma-enjoy mo ang mabubo. Mahahabang buhay. You will have this pangako ng Joseph. You will enjoy a long life, a good life, in the land that He is giving you. God is trying to make us understand that kung hindi kayang igalang ang 
earthly parents, probably you won't honor your heavenly father. But if you can learn to honor your husband, if you can practice giving honor sa tatay mo, then it will be an easy transition for you to start honoring God the way that He deserves. In Mark chapter 6, verse 1, and then 4, Jesus went and left and went to His own hometown. Okay, kung saan lumaki si Jesus? Sa hometown niya. In verse 4, it said, Jesus said, kasi they don't believe in Him. Walang bumilib sa Kanya. Sabi ni Jesus, ganun ba? O nga, sabi ni Jesus, a prophet is treated with honor everywhere except in his own hometown sa kanya mga kamang-anak in his own relatives and in his own house doon lang siya you know that's why the man can go sa work and people recognize yung kanyang accomplishment he can go sa market and people treat him with respect a man can go anywhere sa community but when he goes home, ano ba ang honor na makukuha niya doon? Tamad ka na naman. Yan lang ang kita mo. Mga ganun. And that will just push him down, 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 down. So mga kapatid, treat your dad like a dog. I mean the dog that you give special, undeserved attention to. Sabi sa Bible na dahil doon sa unbelief ng mga tao kay Jesus, hindi siya nakakagawa ng mga mighty miracles in that place because of their unbelief. So, I remember this teaching na nakakarinig ako sa podcast ni Yonggi Cho, a Korean pastor of the largest church in the world. Now, he passed away, pero dati na he was one of the most sought-after speakers. Lahat ng mga top Christian leaders, even non-Christian leaders in the world, gustong mag-interview kay Paul Yonggi Cho. How did you grow a church na almost one million members? Napakalaking building. 50,000 people at a time. In, out, in, out. Plus all the cell groups. He was very respected and praised all over the world. And after returning, galing siya sa abroad, sa speaking tour, siyempre first class, yung airline, best hotel, lahat ng pagkain, good treatment. Nung umuwi siya sa kanila, he would follow his wife around. And sabi niya, why are you following me? Sabi ni Paul, yung gicho sa asawa niya, because I need your encouragement. I need to hear how you, what you like about my preaching, what you like about my ministry. Sabi ng wife niya, ang yabang mo. Ang dami-daming nagpupuri sa'yo. Sobra nga eh. Ako pa ang magdadag, baka lalaki yung ulo mo. Sabi ng pastor, no, hindi. Sabi niya, no. It's just that yung mga praises ng mga ibang tao, it's like chewing gum. I can chew it, but I cannot swallow it. But the praises that I get from you, the encouragement that I get from you, it nourishes my soul. Ibang-iba. Pag nakakarinig ng father mo, ng asawa mo, na magandang words sa labas, he can't swallow all of that. But when it comes from you, Mrs., when it comes from you, kids, it will nourish his soul and he will rise up. So treat him like a dog. The second thing is treat him like a stranger. Anong stranger? Well, actually, tingnan mo, how do you treat strangers? Mostly, you're pretty nice. In fact, parang mas mabait ka sa hindi mo kilala kaysa yung mga kasama mo sa bahay. Bakit lumabas ka sa bahay? Naka... Pag nasa bahay, nag-aaway, nagtataas na ng boses, pang nainis ka, walang patience, and then hindi, hindi bad mood, nakasimangot. Pag lumabas ka sa bahay, nakangiti sa mga kapabahay mo. Hi, good morning! Pagpunta sa office, good morning po, parang good mood ka. Biglang naging good mood ka sa mga kliente, sa mga tao sa market, yung mga katabi mo sa jeepney. How come we treat strangers, yung people you don't even know, better than the people that you love and live with. Do you know why? I don't know why. Because wala kayong history. 
wala siyang history sa'yo, wala siyang track record. Kaya hindi, wala kang kinikimkim na sama ng loob. You're dealing with someone and that person has a clean slate for you. Can I have, can I have that whiteboard? See this whiteboard with the marker? If this is your husband, this is your father, you might put there, oh, minus 10 points sa ginawa mo. Bad trip. Yan ang ginawa mo. So, minus another 20 points. Negative points. You, yung parang marami siyang X, marami siyang corrections. Uh, he's up to negative 120 now. Ang daming records, di ba? Ang daming parang utang. Ang daming na, na, nagawa niya mali. So, meron kang ng running na listahan. Parang sa Sorry Sorry Store, di ba? Na, uh, pahaba na pahaba yung listahan mo ng mga kailangan ba. And you, you somehow want to charge him for all these wrong things he's done. Do you have an eraser? Because this is what we need. Some mga strangers, at itong kailangan natin sa bahay, is wipe it off. Wipe it off. Now it's a clean slate. Na hindi maibabalik na yun. You need to forgive your father. Forgive your husband. Forgive the man. And be nice to him. As you would, listen, be nice to him as you would if you'd never been hurt by him. 1 Corinthians 5, uh, 13, 5 says, Love keeps no records of being wrong. So, kung ano yung nagawa niya sa'yo, parang if you love him, wala ka nang listahan. It's considered erased. Keep very short or no list ahan. First Peter 4.8 Love each other deeply because love covers, wipes out a multitude of sins. So stop rehearsing it. Treat him like you would a stranger. Nice. Be nice to the man. Anybody there? You know, kung, kung ikaw ang tatay, ikaw ang lalaki, dapat mag amen amen Yeah, I agree with that. Kasi ito, para sa inyo din. Para sa inyo din. Stop rehearsing yung mga nagawa na hindi mo gusto. And move on. Forgive and move on. Number three, treat him like a child. <laughs> I don't mean expect immaturity. What I mean is, tingnan mo yung child sa bahay, nung bata yan, they can get away with everything. Kahit anong ginawa niyang palpak, tinapon niya yung gatas, you know, nag-poop dyan, nabasag na yung, yung babasagin na gamit. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. Buti, hindi ka nasaktan. And it's okay, I'll clean it up. And how do you treat a child? Here's the point. It's like he can do nothing wrong in your eyes. That baby can do nothing wrong. Kung gumawa siya ng, yung toddler, gumawa ng artwork, scribble-scribble yan, kahit pangit, nilalagay pa sa ref. Tinaframe niya, oh, galing, magiging artist yung anak ko. Kahit anong ginawa niya, parang sinaselebrate. And here's the point. Give him unlimited tolerance and understanding and never give up on him. Now, of course, there are things we don't tolerate. Ang ibig sabihin dito is, pahabaan. Extend your... The Bible calls it forbearance. Pag sinabing bear or tiisin mo, forbearance is, even before na nagawa siya ng hindi maganda, you already decided in your mind, I'm gonna extend patience, forbearance to him, and I'm never gonna give up. I'm gonna try to understand him. Alam mo yung father mo, maaring babaero, lasingero, whatever na nagawa niyang palpak sa, sa family. You just don't know kung ano yung pinagdaanan niya nung bata pa siya. You just don't know everything. You don't know what kind of fears and hurts and struggles he went through. Kaya try to be understanding. Extend your patience and never give up. And finally, treat him like your cell phone. Sino sa inyo may cell phone na may ninalagay mo yung screen protector, di ba? 
para kung sakaling na mahulog, hindi mabasag. Pinoprotect mo yan. Yung iba dyan, lalo na kay mga babae, yung cellphone case ay mahal eh. 500 pesos yung cellphone case kasi may kikay, may diamonds, ginto, kung ano-ano. And when you treat him like a cell phone, what, how do you treat your cell phone? Very, pag tumunog yan, pag may notification, you're very attentive. That's it. How do you treat your cell phone? You pay attention. You're responsive. Chinecheck mo. Laging chinecheck. Quickly and frequently. So attentive. And you keep the cell phone at your side lagi. So write this down. Be responsive and keep checking him. Always keep him close by your side and never leave him. Alam mo kung bakit maraming lalaki naging unfaithful because iniwan mo siya. Hiniyaan mo siya na bahala ka sa buhay mo. You trust him too much instead of keeping him. He doesn't need you to trust him. He needs you to keep him close to your side. Kung may asawa ka ng lalaki, don't leave the country without him. Don't leave his world and he, you leave him behind and go to your own world. Kailangan stick together. Many men fell to adultery because they were not treated like the wife's cell phone. Mas binabantayan yung cell phone kaysa sa asawa. Mga kapatid, treat him like you would your cell phone. Okay, God bless you. Hope that helps you today. Itong topic naman ito is for the men na. Okay, and actually nakaka-apply ito sa lahat. But the title of this message is what I got from Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. Let's read this together. Everybody read. As iron sharpens iron... So one man sharpens another. Nakikita niyo ba? As iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Bakal sa bakal. Uh, it happens when there's a friction. May mainit na clash. Banggaan. Gaskas. Kiskisan. But that does something. It's, an, it, it's talking about interaction with other people. So what does it mean to be sharpened? Pag sinabing sharpen, di ba maganda yan eh? Sharpen. Pag sharp ang mind, sharp ang response, sharp ang iyong uh, presence of mind. So sharpening in the, in the dictionary is a process of learning and growth to improve effectiveness. Isipin mo kung tool ka and mapurol na, eh, hindi magiging effective. Masasayang pag ginagunting mo yung tela, masasayang yung efforts and uh, oras, hindi magiging effective, hindi magiging straight, because hindi siya sharp. Ganon din sa lagaring kahoy, mapapagod ka, kasi hindi na sharpen. Or yung bolo, imagine trying to break down the, the matangkad na kawayan, na hindi sharp, mapurol na yung bolo. So God's plan for a man is that you become sharper. That you become the best version of you. You develop as a man. Develop as a husband. Develop, improve, grow as whatever is your career. But mainly is that ma form your character ni Christ inside of your lifestyle. At ito ay nakikita sa mga relationships. Your lifestyle and your relationships. More aligned to Christ. That's called the Christ-like life. Or being Christ-like. Being filled with the Spirit. Sa totoo lang, lahat tayo. Guys, I know. We all get dull. Everyone gets dull. And must be sharpened to become more useful. Growth, na sinasabi ko, does not happen in isolation. Hindi maaring masharpen ang sarili niya ang isang kutsilyo. It takes another substance. And that's what it means that even tayo mga Kristiyano, tayo mga tagasanud ni Jesus, you cannot get sharper na mag-isa mo. It happens when you do life together with other people. 
You interact with your kids. Maski matigas ang ulo. You resolve the conflict with your wife, even though it's uncomfortable. You go to cell group, even though last time your feelings were hurt. You attend the church and you don't quit just because you don't understand bakit ganyan ang decision ng mga cell group leader doon. Hindi pwedeng masharpen ang sarili mo by yourself. It will always require dealing with others. Eh, bakit? Eh, makulit siya. Eh, kaya nga pala. That's why God sent him into your life to, to sharpen you. Kanina, I was talking to one man na ilang beses na-canceled yung kanyang international flight. Hindi siya makakalipad because they keep canceling his flight. Sabi niya, I think God is sharpening me, especially my patience. Kasi siyempre, naapektado na yung kanyang emotions kasi malaking issue na yan. We all need to be sharpened. Meron nakita ko sa internet yung knife ina-advertise yung kutsilyo sabi doon I think it's fake advertising kasi sabi niya the knife that never goes dull it's the forever knife never needs sharpening it's a nice idea but I don't really believe it I don't really believe it because all of us everyone like it or not lahat tayo we become dull Napupurol tayo. We get stuck. As men, minsan nawawala tayo ng vision. We, our motivation goes down. Have you ever just, even Christian leaders, have you ever just felt like, wala na kong gana. Parang di ko alam kung anong ginagawa ko. I don't, I don't, I don't see my purpose on this life. Our marriages go dull. What if your spouse would say, parang wala ng apoy sa marriage natin. Parang wala ng gigil. Parang roommates lang tayo, boardmates lang tayo. Because what happens? The marriage even goes dull after some time. Hindi sinasadya. It's just that yung eyesight goes dull. So does our vision for our family. Minsan, it just, you know, nawawala tayo ng communication skills. Our, we lose our sharp edge. We lose our emotional stability and mental clarity. Mga kapatid, anything that is useful and used will go dull and needs to be regularly sharpened. Kahit yung napakagandang lagaring kahoy, you've been using it for 30 years, ang tigas ng steel na yan. Pero if you're using it, it's going to need to be sharpened so that you can use it more effectively. Ang galing ng mga Pilipino na taga-hasa yung, yung ganon sa bicycle na umiikot yan. And I love the, to watch these guys making, uh, this one they're making yung lagaring kahoy sharper. But he's not using plastic. He's not using rubber or foam. Not even kahoy. Ang gamit niya dyan is another piece of steel. Bakal sa bakal. And it takes another sharp man to help you be a sharper man. It's not going to be the unbeliever that will take you to the next level of spiritual sharpness. You're going to need to connect with a spiritual accountability partner. Someone who can pray for you, encourage you, speak God's word to you. Gagamitin niya ang salita ng Diyos. Bakit ang salita ng Diyos? Hebrews 4 verse 12. The word of God is like a double-edged sword. And it's so sharp, maka it gets the word of God, pag na-apply yan sa buhay mo, it will cut through all the nonsense, all the lies, all the fears and doubts and negativity. And it gets right into that place where your spirit and soul, the body, the emotions, your mindset, and the word of God can cut through to that. And separate and show you this is truth. Yung isip mo yan, that's lie. 
that attitude you're doing, that priority you have, that is false. And this is the way of God. Yan ang gamit ng Word of God to bring us. And the Bible says that the Word of God, it is sharper and will discern the intentions of our heart. 2 Timothy 3.16 says the Word of God will be useful for teaching and rebuking or aligning us and correcting and training us. Tingnan mo si Moses, great leader of millions of people, Israelites. Anong ginawa ni Moses? Moses needed someone to sharpen his leadership skills. Kaya yung father-in-law niya, si Jethro, became a mentor somehow kay Moses. And Moses was sharpened dahil sa kanyang father-in-law. Then Moses was able to sharpen Joshua. Makasama sila, yung kanyang apprentice, si Joshua, eventually took over. Salamat kay Moses that Joshua became a confident leader. Of course, nandun si Lord, but then Joshua influenced Caleb. You remember King David? Hari, sabi niya, the, the, the man after God's own heart. The man that wrote psalms and prayed intimate kay Lord. Full on kay Lord. But he needed accountability sa buhay niya. Some people close to him that would speak to him and correct him. Wala. There was a time, wala siyang taga-sharpen sa kanya. Kaya nahulog siya sa temptation. Nahulog siya sa lust and then adultery. And then after adultery, murder. After murder, kinoverup niya. Naging hypocrite siya. Lying. And he needed Nathan, the prophet, to come into his life and speak to him directly sa word of God. And he became sharper dahil doon. The Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter... 8, sorry, Acts chapter 8, the Ethiopian was riding in sa kanyang sasakyan and mayro siyang word of God, mayro siyang book of Isaiah. But Philip came and said, Naiintindihan mo ba kung ano yung binabasa mo? Sabi niya, how can I unless someone will teach me? Mayro siyang Bible. Nagdadasal siya. He's doing the things that he should do as a, as a God-fearing man. Pero he needed someone to sharpen him. He needed someone to teach him the Word of God. Ganon din si Cornelius. He needed someone to come. Even though the Lord was giving Cornelius a, a vision, he needed Peter to come and help him. Ganon din si Paul. Lahat ng mga, you can see this in the Bible. Paul had the good heart, but he needed, even though Jesus mismo revealed ng salili niya kay Paul, but he needed someone like Ananias and Barnabas to come and sharpen him and to lead him to the right path. So, lahat tayo, kung ikaw, ayo sasabihin mo, kami ni Lord lang. Basta, I don't need people. I just, you know, nagdadasal ako, nagbabasa ako ng Bible. I don't need a church. I don't need that cell group, sharing, sharing. Ayoko yan. Kikialam lang sila sa buhay ko. Ayoko, ayoko makinig, ayoko ang sumunod sa mga uh, sinasabi ng, ng leader. Ay, kung ganun ka, mapupurol ka. Without another person to sharpen you, you won't be sharp enough to fulfill God's purpose in your life. We need to be sharpened, mga kapatid. Sharpened in, in many, many ways. So, I just want to close this out by giving you the example that Jesus did. He was sharpened bata pa lang, age 12. Meron siyang, siyempre, Diyos yan eh, naging tao. And Jesus was in the temple at 12 years old. Anong ginagawa niya? Nakikipagkwento siya sa mga Jewish leaders, mga Bible teachers, asking questions and then hearing from them. And then you know what the Bible said? The Bible says that he grew, Luke chapter 2, verse 52, Jesus grew in wisdom, he grew wise, he grew strong, and he grew in favor, in pabor, with God and with man. How did he grow? Paano si Jesus naging sharp? Why was he able to stay sharp even as a young pre-teenager? Bakit? Because look at verse 51. Luke chapter 2 verse 51 says that when Jesus was told by his parents, 
Where have you been? We're worried about you. The Bible says that Jesus went back with them and constantly or continually was submissive and obedient to his parents. Paano si Jesus naging sharp? Hinayaan na ang parents niya to teach him, to correct him. Even though he's God, he never sinned, he doesn't need correcting. But he submitted to a sharpening process. Ayaw niya sana umuwi, gusto niya dun. Why? I should be in my father's house. Pero nag-submit pa rin siya. And that sharpened him. It taught him obedience. You know, sharpening is not doing the easy things. The comfortable things. Akala mo yung blade, pag gano'n yan, yung, yung chef cook, diba? They have that steel pole. Nakakita ka niya sa mga food network, yung food show. They're sharpening lagi. Lagi hinahasa nila yung knife nila. Why? It doesn't happen with making the knife look good. It's not about making the knife feel good. It's making the knife sharper. Mga kapatid, when you let God sharpen you, it's not so you can look better, feel better, but so you can be better. So, I'll give you an example. Nung ilang taon ako, 17 years old ako, merong isang babae sa church namin, itinulak niya ako na mag-share ng gospel sa isang kaibigan ko. Na, noon, hindi ako sanay na mag-share ng Word of God sa tao. Pero sa akin, sapat lang na i-invite ko siya sa mga church pag may special events. Hanggang doon lang ako. Hindi ako comfortable na, na mag-open mag, mag, mag ako, mag-quote ng Bible, or mag-share ng testimony, or parang i-convince na yung kaibigan ko na tanggapin si Jesus. Hindi ako comfortable doon. Maybe I just don't want to be rejected or whatsoever reason. Hindi ako comfortable. But there was a woman that kept pushing me. Nakikialam talaga, face to face. You need to bring him and study the Bible. You need to share the gospel with him. And I'm feeling ko, sino ka? Anong kinalaman mo sa akin? Leave me alone. That's what I felt. But you know, eventually, nag-submit ako. Sinere ko yung word of God sa kaibigan ko. And that was the start, I think, sa Christian life ko. I started to get sharper through a painful, uncomfortable, kakainis na experience, but it made me better. One time I was corrected by uh, another, another man. I was mayabang, mayabang talaga ako. And he told me, he pulled me aside and he talked to me straight. Sabi niya, you were disrespectful. You need to be humble and honoring to other people. Nako, ang sakit. Pero deep inside my heart, I knew he was right. So, that kind of confrontation, yung ganong classing conflict, challenging someone for their attitude, challenging someone, hindi yan ang Christ-like attitude. You need to make some changes. Ang sakit, di ba? Ang sakit yung ganong classing alignment. But it, will make, it made me sharper. It really made me... And even my own foolish mistakes. When I got in trouble, I was, I was criticizing, backstabbing someone. I remember this one event, and I was very carelessly vent, venting out yung mga complaints, yung mga frustrations ko patungkol sa isang tao. And imbis na directly sa kanya ako sinasabi, sinasabi ko sa mga ibang tao, parang campaigning. Want to, I wanted to get other people to agree with me. Laban sa kanya. So I was speaking very carelessly. You know what? Lumabas yung asawa niya. Nakarinig yung asawa niya, yung sinasabi ko. Hiyang hiya ako. Galit na galit sa akin. But I realized, my stu- my foolish mistakes, even though I was so embarrassed, I had to humble down and ask sorry, but it made me sharper. Ngayon, mas careful ako sa words ngayon kaysa noon. And in Mark chapter 10, verse 21, this was the story of the rich, young ruler. Okay? Ito, mayaman siya, uh, God-fearing, churchgoer, lahat. Sabi niya, anong gagawin ko upang ako ay magmana ng eternal life? Sabi ni Jesus, alam mo naman yung commandments. Do, just follow the, the word of God. Sabi niya, ay, perfect ako doon. Lahat nagawa ko. 
And the Bible says Jesus looked at him. Read this. Mark 10, 21. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Bilogin mo yung word look and love. And said to him, one thing you lack, he said. He looked, he loved, and he said, go sell everything you have. Give your money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Do you want to get sharp? Mga fathers, mga tatay, mga lalaki, gusto mo talaga na maging sharp? Then you pray for God to send someone into your life who will look you directly in the eye. Look at you. And love you enough to say to you what you need to hear. Not what you want to hear. Titignan ka, mata sa mata, at mamahalin ka ng sapat para sabihin sa inyo na yung kailangan mo marinig, hindi lamang ko anong gusto mong marinig. You know, it's a, it's a weak and fearful man that surrounds himself with people just to make him look good or feel good. Champions recruit other sharp people into their lives to help them be better. Proverbs 27, 5 and 6, better is an open rebuke than hidden love. And it says that wounds, verse 6, wounds from an honest friend are better than what? Many kisses from an enemy. Does that make sense? Mas maganda, merong nagmamahal sa'yo na nagsasabi sa'yo nung napakasakit. Pero kailangan mo yan. Mas pagtitiwala ako sa ganon kaysa yung maraming kisses sa taong na walang, hindi nagmamalasakit sa'yo. And Galatians 6 verse 1 says, If anyone is overcome by sin, the godly should humbly help restore, help sharpen that person back into the right path. How can you help other people become sharp? Pray for them. Alignment. Siguro, minsan kailangan nila na ma marinig ulit yung vision or yung purpose ng buhay nila. Sometimes people just need to be reminded of their core values, their purpose. Kailangan na i-clarify yung goals. But one man sharpens another man. Like Proverbs of the Ecclesiastes says, two are better than one. First Thessalonians 5, encourage each other. But I want to end with this because I want to pray for the fathers today. I want to pray that God makes you sharper. Kung tatay ka, would you like to receive a prayer that makes you on the path to be sharp? Nice mo ba? So I want to share with you two things. And then we're going to pray for the fathers. The first thing is to forgive your earthly father. Okay? Yan ang makakatulong. Malaki ang mangyayari sa buhay mo. Matatransform ang buhay. Kahit may edad ka na. If you will forgive your earthly father, then like yung, like yung whiteboard, para may, ma, ma, mawala yung slate. Now you can treat him with kindness. The second thing is you accept your Heavenly Father. Forgive your earthly father and accept. Tanggapin mo, yakapin mo, buong puso, na I have, maliban sa earthly father ko, I have a heavenly father. And he has loved me. And he has sent Christ Jesus, yung one and only son niya, so that I could be reconciled to the Father. Alam mo, hindi mo kayang ilapit ang sarili mo sa isang president. Kaya mo ba yan? Na basta punta ka sa Maynila, punta ka sa Malacanian, tapos sasabihin mo, I'm gonna see the president. Hindi pwede. Kailangan may tulay. Lalo na isang hari o isang napakataas na tao. But Jesus ay naging ating tulay. Sabi niya, ako ang daan Kung tulay, walang makakalapit, walang makakapunta sa Ama, sa Father, kundi sa pamamagitan ko. 
If you'd like to be, receive the prayer, my fathers, I want to pray a blessing for the fathers right now. Maaring tumayo ang mga tatay. Lahat ng mga tatay, maaring tumayo. Ayun, buhay sila. Palakpakan natin ang mga tatay. Yan. And then, kung nais mong tanggapin yung pagpapala, yung prayer, lapit na lang dito at magpray tayo. I'm gonna pray for the fathers na nais na tumanggap ng pagpapala bilang isang tatay. Sige lang, huwag mahiya. Pasok, pasok kayo dito sa harapan. Pray, te- pray together and we're going to ask the Lord to sharpen us as men. As iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another man. Okay? Alright, guys. Come on. Oh, marami pa. Lapit pa ng kunti kasi may mga nasa likod nyo na hindi nyo nakikita. Lapit, lapit. I look at I look at these uh, fathers and I see champion men. I see high potential champions. And before I pray for you, I, I have to tell you a very, very good news. Napakagandang balita nito. That kahit ano ang karanasan mo, kahit arong ano nagawa mo or nagawa sa'yo, ang magandang balita ay Jesus has made a way. Gumawa siya ng paraan to bring you back into a close, personal, intimate relationship sa inyong tatay. Ikaw tatay, pero you have a father din. Baka hindi mo akalain na your daddy God still wants to hold you as his dearly loved child. Maybe you not maybe you never had that from your father or maybe kulang or maybe namimiss mo because you're not a kid anymore. But you need that. Lahat tayo. It's not it's not sex, it's not pornography, it's not money. Hindi naman yan ang sigaw ng puso natin bilang mga tatay. It's not arrogance or having the uh, the world love us. You know what it is? The thing that we're really deeply wanting, every man, we want intimacy. We want a relationship na kung saan He knows everything about you and still loves you and still wants you. And that intimacy is with your Father through Jesus. Romans chapter 8 at chapter 5, verse 8, it says that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. And by doing that, He demonstrated how much God loves us. Maaring bago tayo manalangin, maaring ilagay mo, ipatong mo ang kamay mo sa dibdib at sabihin mo ng maikling ng panalangin. Say, Jesus... I need you to bring me back to a right relationship with God. Here I am. Kilala mo ako. Alam mo ay yung mga pinagdaanan ko. Pero ngayon, Lord, isinusuko ko ang buhay ko sa inyo. Patawarin mo ako sa aking mga kasalanan at pumasok po kayo sa aking buhay sa aking pamilya sa aking mind puso family finances future kinakailangan kita gawin mo akong sharper at magmula ngayon sa, sa Holy Spirit nyo sharpen mo ako to be the man you have called me to be. Thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Father. So I just pray, Lord, for all of the men here today. These are champion men. Lord, you know your original design para sa kanila. You know kung ano ang katawagan mo para sa kanila. Kanyang-kanyang purpose, kanyang-kanyang influence. Lord, I pray you expand their influence. I pray it will become a wider scope of influence and deeper impact 
na ang kanilang mga words, yung iba dyan, mga tatay, yung iba dyan, mga lolo. But there's a mission sa bawat isa. Lord, I pray that not any of your plans para sa kanila will fail to happen. But lahat ay matutupad sa pangalan ni Jesus. And I pray that, Lord, they will just surrender and find strength in surrender. They will find life in dying to self. They will find purpose in laying down their own agenda and submissioning, submissioning to you. So I pray for these men that they will lead their families as you lead them. So Lord, bless them. Bless them financially and their health. Give them long life that things will go well and cause them to accomplish everything that you put into their pathway. Let their hands be used for spiritual battles to protect their wives, to protect their children and grandchildren. Use them, Lord, to fulfill your purposes on this earth with a sharp, spiritually sharp edge in Jesus' name. I speak favor and blessing. Amen and amen. All right, guys. Good job, man. You know... It's not a one-time, big time, you know? This is just a start. Kailangan na regular. So, I'm, I'm, I'm Tim, okay? Gusto kong maging family sa inyo. Let's stay connected. Because you're not gonna sharpen yourself. You know, the Jollibee cannot sharpen you. The CSI Mall cannot sharpen you. But we can sharpen each other. Let's stay connected, guys. Be in a cell group. Don't run away. You cannot be sharp by plastic. You can only be sharp by another strong man. So connect to, to, to me, connect to your cell leaders, connect to each other, and let's change the world for the glory of God, okay? God bless you, man. God bless you.